Romans 12 verses 8 to 13 Judas civilly tithes. Romans 12 verses 8 to 13. 8 or the one who exhorts in the work of exhortation, the one who gives with generosity, the one who is in leadership with diligence, the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Point 9 Love must be free of hypocrisy. Detest what is evil, cling to what is good. 10 Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor. 11 Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. 12 Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. 13 Contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. In 1958, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. preached a sermon titled Paul's Letter to the American Christians. It was written in the style of Paul's letter to the Roman Church, but Dr. King used other letters of Paul and other books from the Bible. You might even notice quotes from Daniel, Matthew, or Luke. The 50s were little before King's civil rights movement, so he was a pastor and then a civil leader. I wrote a few blogs about Dr. King's sermon and Paul's letter to American Christian, but this is about his view on capitalism. Capitalism is the economic system of the United States that allows private businesses to supply the demands or needs of the citizens of a country. The opposite of capitalism is socialism. The government controls the supply of its citizens' needs, trying to provide for everyone. In Dr. King's Sermon Paul's Letter to American Christian, the civil rights pastor said that capital is a beautiful idea. Still, you, American Christian, misuse it. I understand that you have a great economic system in America that you call capitalism. And through that economic system, you have been able to do wonders. You have been able to build up the richest nation in the world. And through that system, you have been able to build up the greatest productive system that the world has ever known. And all of that's fine. But America, that is the danger that you will misuse your capitalism. I'm not an economist and I cannot criticize your economic system from the point of view of the economist, but I can criticize it from a moral point of view. And I still contend, America, that money can be the root of all evil, that money can lead one to live a life of gross materialism. And I'm worried that too many people in America are more concerned about making a living than making a life. Yes, American money can lead to exploitation, and so often you have done that, for they tell me that one-tenth of one percent of the population controls more than 50 percent of the wealth. Oh, America, how you've taken necessities from the masses to give luxuries to the classes. Your capitalism can be used very well. You can use it to wipe poverty from the face of the earth. You can use it to lift the whole level of humanity. You can lift it to make mankind come to the point that it is destined to come to. Your wealth can be used to a noble end. You have it at your disposal. Use it for that, America. Oh, I would that I could be with you. I would that I could say to you face to face what I am trying to say to you in writing. How I long to be with you. Since this letter is addressed to the churches of America, not the government rulers of it, let us go there with it. Many modern Christians believe that the tithing or offering system is not a New Testament requirement. Still, its purpose was so that God's house, his church, could do his will for the church family. 
God told the church to be cheerful givers with a system of tithing and offering. Malachi 3 verse 8 Would anyone rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. 9 You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the entire nation of you. 10 Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house, and put me to the test now in this, says the Lord of armies, if I do not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. If the Christians of America gave as the Lord asked, then many of the problems the community of the U.S. would have would hardly exist, but sadly, some American churchgoers are greedy. That is how God is robbed, not that God needs your and my money, but the church is the body of Christ, and if it doesn't provide because the members are stingy, that is how God is robbed. Judas Iscariot complained to Jesus about the woman washing his feet, wasting her money on expensive perfume that could feed the poor. But Jesus knew Judas's heart and knew Judas did not care about the woman, the poor, nor did he care for Jesus. Judas loved money, and he was a lover of and he was a thief. John 12 verse 4 But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who intended to betray him, said, 5 Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the proceeds given to poor people? 6 Now he said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and as he kept the money box, he used to steal from what was put into it. In the Lord's eyes, it is sad when church members have gracious homes, cars, clothes, and tasty food, and others do without. Some say they don't belong to a church and give to a charity or simply help others from time to time. Still, when you or I am cheerful with others in giving, many more can receive blessings after blessings. In the style of the Apostle Paul and the Passion of Dr. King, they both say, share your wealth, and the spirit of giving makes you spiritually rich. God bless you all. The Lord Jesus loves you, and so do I. His wealthy bondservant, Samuel Jerry Head. 1 Timothy 5 verse 7 give these instructions as well, so that they may be above reproach. 8 But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith, and is worse than an unbeliever.